Ladies and gentlemen, if you're ready for some fantasy hockey streaming advice, it's time for the most styling, profiling, wheeling and dealing, jet flying, limousine riding podcast in all the land. It's the reigning, defending, undisputed fantasy hockey streaming champion of the world. It's the stream Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back once again to the greatest fantasy hockey podcast that focuses on streaming players for the upcoming week. It's the Stream Scheme. We won't be talking about your superstars like your Jonathan Huberdos or your Nathan McKinnons here. No sorry, Bob. Here we get down to the nitty gritty, the dark depths of fantasy hockey that those other podcasts are too scared to touch. We are presented by the greatest fantasy hockey podcast in the world, Keeping Carlson, and we will constantly refer to the toughest league in the world, the Keeping Carlson Ultimate Patron Fantasy League, a.k.a. the Cuckupful. Hopefully everyone is coming off a win, and believe it or not, even my team won this week. I am over the moon. I mean, granted, my team's DUE rating was 98.4, so it was a long time coming. So now I'm having delusions of grandeur, thinking like, hey, theoretically, I could go on a run, win every single game left, and sneak into the playoffs. Stranger things have happened, but we shan't let this recent run of success get to our heads and stop us from giving out tremendous streaming picks. So let's get right to it, shall we? Real quick, though, let's review how I did last Last week, in case anyone forgot, my forward streamers were Andreas Athanathiu, Robbie Fabry, Mikel Granlund, Callie Yarncroc, and Lazala. Our defensive streamers were Marcus the Teachers Pedersen, Essa Lindell, and Brett Pessy. Our shallow league streamer of the week was Kevin LeBanc, while our ludicrous streamer of the week was Zach Aston Reese. Andreas Athanasiu got injured, which plum stinks, so that pick doesn't count. Robbie Fabry, Athanasiu's loss was certainly Fabry's gain as Fabry got the bump up to the Larkin in Bertuzzi line, one point in two games, and he plays today on Sunday as well, so it's close, but we'll count this one as a win just because if you picked him up, you gotta love that he lucked into some primo deploymento, so good job, Fabry. Mikel Granlund, bollocks. Callie Yarncroc, absolutely bloody bollocks as well pardon my french but my goodness the predators did jack crap for us this week the predators in general are now dead to me i traded away forsberg already good riddance no more preds for me this season thank you very much well i guess except for ekholm because i'm kind of stuck with him because my defense already stinks so preds screw you screw you screw you Ekholm, you're cool, and screw you, I'm out on the Preds. Lars Eller, our main man and friend of the pod, Lars Eller, came through again for us, putting up two points in two games and plays for us today on Sunday as well. I'll tell you what, I was watching that Capitals game on Friday, and even though he's not in the top six in Washington or on the top power play, Eller is just always finding himself around the puck and getting himself into scoring chances. I just love him as a player. Now, the Capitals do have Eller sign long-term on a very team-friendly contract, so it'll be interesting to see if Washington re-signs Backstrom this offseason, who's going to be an unrestricted free agent. If I were them, I'd let Backstrom go, and Eller could be one of the biggest draft day steals for us next year. 
We shall see. Sorry for the tangent, but yeah. Eller, clear win for us this week. Marcus, the teachers, Pedersen, one point in three games so far, but really no perifs, which I admitted to last week when I made this pick. So this one is a loss for now. The Pens do play today as well. I was just kind of hoping he'd luck into some more secondary assists, but uh, points in Pittsburgh are a little hard to come by with Gensel out, and Crosby still isn't back yet. So a loss here for Pedersen. Esselindel, are you freaking kidding me? That's not a bad are you kidding me. That's a good are you kidding me. Esselindel ended up being the streaming pick of the week for us even though he's a defender who only played two games this week that is incredible four points in two games for Essa Lindell he went absolutely bonkers I can't take credit for this ah who am I kidding of course I can I nailed it this is why they call me the streaming sensei the pickup prodigy the off day omniscient but I digress Lindell crushed it Brett Pessy, an easy win here for Pessy as he had two points in two games and plays today as well. I don't know how I'm better at picking defensive streamers sometimes than I am my forward streamers because whenever I try to find some players to pick up on defense, it could be like pulling teeth. But I came through once again. Brett Pessy, we are officially friends. Kevin LeBanc, two points in three games so far this week and plays today as well. Not as many shots as I'd like to see from a shallow league streamer, but anytime you get two points in three games with the potential for more on an off day Sunday, that's a win no matter how you slice it. Especially because LeBanc was a little bit on the lower end of ownership percentage for a shallow league streamer. We should have went with Hornquist, but he's always way too highly owned, weirdly enough, so trade high on Hornquist for sure, but yeah, LeBanc is a W. Zach Aston Reese, one point in three games, and he plays today. It's close, but hey, fair is fair. We'll call this one a loss for now, of course, because I reserved the right to go back and call this one a win if he does get another point today, because that put me at 66% for the week, which would be pretty sweet. Overall, that's five for nine. Not a great week. The Predators kind of screwed me over there, but we still got over our 500 mark for the week that we always strive for as a baseline. Thank goodness my defenders came through for me. They're the real MVPs this week. I kind of had to rely on a lot of streamers that play on Sunday since Monday, Wednesday, and Friday were so freaking slow this week. I hate those times. So that number could go up today. It could be like 8 for 9. You never know. But for now, I'm happy with a 5 for 9 on a bad week for streaming. And we're just getting started, baby. Let's go. First, we're going to take a look at which teams have the best schedule this upcoming week. This week is probably the most normal week we've seen in the last three weeks, but it still ain't great. On Monday, we have 8 teams playing. 24 teams playing on Tuesday, 6 teams playing on Wednesday, 22 teams playing on Thursday, 6 teams playing on Friday, 22 teams on Saturday, and 12 teams play on Sunday. The best schedule of the week is a clear-cut winner this week. It's the Winnipeg Jets. They play on Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Sunday. The Jets are the only team this week that plays four times, with three of those games coming on the off days. After that, the second-best schedule of the week belongs to the Toronto Maple Leafs. They play only three times, but all three of those games are on the off days of Monday, Wednesday, and Sunday. So they're probably the best option if you're looking for early-week streamers. And remember, the Maple Leafs actually don't have a great rest-of-the-season schedule. Schedule. So this may be one of the last times we get to stream some Maple Leafs. Let's make it count, and we've got some good picks for you this week. Rounding out our great schedules are both the Arizona Coyotes and the LA Kings. Both of those teams play four times this week, with two of those games being on the off days. However, I give the advantage to the LA Kings because their off days are on Monday and Wednesday, whereas the Coyotes' off days are Friday and Sunday. Both are great options, though. Maybe you could pick up a King for Monday and Wednesday, and then pick up a Yoke 
for Friday and Sunday and give yourself a little streamagami. It's all about perspective, people. All right, so now it's time to give the people, give the people what they want. And what the people want are our electric streamer picks. For my first forward streamer pick of the week, I'm going with Christian Dvorak of the Arizona Coyotes. The Yotes have been pretty good to us this year as far as streamers go. I mean, they're not Ottawa Senators, but they're definitely in that top tier of teams that have been good for us to stream from. Dvorak isn't lighting the world on fire, 25 points in 44 games, but obviously the main reason we're going with Dvorak as our top pick this week is because he's playing even strength with Taylor Hall right now. Could that change in the first game they played this week? Sure, but I think they've been together for a couple of games now, and Arizona has won its last three, so I'm pretty confident that that line will stick throughout this week. Dvorak is also shooting a bunch lately. The last time he had less than two shots in a game was all the way back on December 17th. Not only that, but Dvorak is also on the top power play in Arizona, playing alongside Hall, Kessel, Keller, and OEL. So I am willing to say that Christian Dvorak is getting that primo deploymento. He's both center and left wing eligible. You'll have to see that. Not only all that, but Arizona has one of the best schedules this week. They play on Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Sunday. One of only three teams that play both four times and with two of those games being on an off day. Dvorak is 21% owned. Obviously, he saw a nice bump up in ownership since playing with Hall, but 21% isn't that high, and he was available in Tier 1 of the toughest league in the world to kick up full, so he should be available in a lot of leagues. If he is, pick up Christian Dvorak. My next forward streamer is going to be Alexander Kerfoot of the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Maple Leafs have been red hot lately since getting rid of Babcock, and believe, I believe it is the first time Toronto has had a good streaming schedule since then, and they don't have a good schedule to rest it away either, so you know we gotta make it count this week for our Toronto streamers, and I think Kerfoot is exactly that. Obviously, there's a lot of Toronto fans out there, and it's no secret that the Maple Leafs have been on scoring streaks. Even someone like Zach Hyman is 24% owned, so I'd much prefer Kerfoot, who is only 7% owned. While Hyman is getting to play with Matthews and Marner, Kerfoot is getting to play with Tavares and Nylander, which is pretty, 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 pretty good. He doesn't shoot at all, only 57 shots in 38 games, but hey, he doesn't have to shoot. Just feed the puck to Tavares and Nylander, you know what I mean? Or just put your stick in front of the net and they'll do all the work for you. It ain't rocket science, people. Kerfoot is triple eligible, which is outstanding. He can play center, left wing, right wing. Add that to the fact that the Maple Leafs have one of the best schedules this week, playing only three times, but they're one of only two teams that plays three off-day games this week. So pick up Alexander Kerfoot this week, and I guarantee you he'll fit right into your lineup every time he plays this week. My third forward streamer this week is going to be JT Comfort of the Colorado Avalanche. Colorado doesn't have an amazing schedule on the surface this week, only three games, but two of those games are on off day games and their week is over after they play on Friday. So you always love to see that just in case you want to pick up someone else for a Saturday, Sunday back to back. Now the Avs have kind of been juggling their lines a little bit, but right now Comfort is skating alongside Rantanen and Birakovsky, not too shabby. He's also on their second power play unit with people like Kadri and Landeskog, so while it's not primo deploymento, it's still pretty darn good. Now, if you look at Comfort's player box, you'll notice he wasn't shooting or getting a lot of ice time, but over the last two games, Comfort has seen his time on ice jump up from around like 12 minutes a night to around 16 to 17 minutes a night, and he shot four times in each of those last two games as well. So I'm guessing that those two games ago is when he found this newfound deployment that started to happen for him, and we hope that he can keep it going for at least one more week here. Comfort is both center and right wing eligible, which is nice, and Comfort is only owned 
and 4% of leagues, so he should be available everywhere. Go pick up JT Comfort. My next forward pick is going to be Jack Roslevic of the Winnipeg Jets. You know I had to find a way to squeeze in a Jet for one of my forwards picks this week. The Jets easily have the best schedule of the week, playing on Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Looking at the Jets forwards, though, there wasn't a ton of options. There's only one guy in their top six who probably isn't already rostered, and that man is Jack Roslevic. Obviously, the top line of Shuffley, Lane, and Connor, and on the second line, there's Wheeler, Ehlers, ooh, that rhymes, and Roslevic. Roslevic has three points in his last three games, and sure, all those points came in just one game, but hey, facts are facts. If you're looking for a forward who plays three off-day games this week, I really do think your best options are either the aforementioned Kerfoot or Jack Roslevic. Yeah, the Jets stink this year, but hey, if you ask me, that just means their team as a whole has a high DUE rating. And yeah, Roslevic looks like a, he kind of beat a kid that like tries to bully you and then run away whenever you try and fight him. But hear me out. At least like the last three times we've made fun of the way someone, a streamer looks, they've produced for us. So hopefully we can keep that streak going. Roslevic is only owned in 1% of leagues, so he's available everywhere for now. But I'm guessing he's going to get the stream scheme bump once people start looking at all the schedules for this week. So pick up Jack Roslevic, that little rat looking punk. My last regular forward streamer this week is going to be a little risky. I am a lot of things, but I am not a coward. I am not afraid to throw caution to the wind and just kind of go for it. Can you guess who it is? It's someone who was probably the least valuable player last year, but what the hey, let's give it a go. It's freaking Ilya Kovalchuk of the Montreal Canadiens. I know. I know, Ilya Kovalchuk completely screwed us last year, and I bet I said at least on 10 separate occasions that he is dead to me, but we can't help ourselves. Whenever there's someone who people projected to get 70 points last year, <coughs> Elon Dabrowski, <coughs> oh, sorry, uh, gets to a new team and they're given a fresh start, who knows how much time he'll play or who he'll play with. Uh, Kovalchuk is notoriously hard to play with, but if it gets on the right line, who knows, eh? Or maybe he'll play one game and decide to retire. Anything could happen with Kovalchuk. He might score a hat trick his first game, or he might just take his clothes off and start skating around a la Slapshot. Anything can happen here with Kovalchuk, but I'm just throwing him on here because if he does turn out to like put up a 60-point pace the rest of the way, you don't want to be that guy who passed on him. So Kovalchuk is at least worth a stream in a week when Montreal plays four times. So if you got a spot for him, he's worth a flyer. If I'm willing to put him as a streamer, where I really have no room for error in reaching 500 each and every week, you can be willing to hold on him for a couple games as well. He's 7% owned in leagues, so I'm not the only person taking this chance, but he will that percentage will blow through the roof if he has a good game on Monday. So why not pick up Ilya Kovalchuk? My first defensive streamer pick of the week is going to be Sean Walker of the LA Kings. Sean Walker has been a guy that's tempted me once or twice this season to pick him up off the wire. He's been there the whole season. Better, He's better than like most of the other defensive slouches on the waiver wire, but never good enough for me to actually pull the trigger and pick him up. That changes this week for Walker, as his schedule is good enough for me to take a chance on him. The Kings have one of the best schedules of the week. They're one of three teams that play four times, with two of those games being on the off days. They play on Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday, so you can always drop him for a Sunday streamer as well if you needed to. Sean Walker is a weird guy, though, because he's a perifs guy, but he's streaky with his perifs, though, so he's not 
really a Perifs guy. He's a wannabe Perifs guy. Sean Walker's ice time isn't great, so maybe if he started getting a little bit more time, he'd be a little bit more consistent. But as far as defensive streamers go, we'll take what we can get. Look how my defensive streamer picks have done the last two weeks, so you never know. Walker's got a great schedule, and hopefully he can get some good Perifs and maybe even luck into an assist or two, although I'm not holding my breath on that last part with the Kings. Eesh. He's only 3% owned, so pick up Sean Walker. My next defensive streamer is Tucker Pullman from the Winnipeg Jets. And yes, I checked. That is a real name, Tucker Pullman. If you thought Sean Walker was bland, oh boy, are you in for a treat with Tucker Pullman. Let's take a glance at Tucker Pullman's stats, shall we? Well, he gets uh, about one shot a game. He gets about one hit a game. And he gets about one block a game. Only 12 points in 40 games, so he's on pace for 24 points, which is exactly where a blah defenseman usually ends up. Tucker Pullman is the definition of average, so why do we pick him up? It's a blatant schedule grab. Winnipeg has the best schedule of the week, playing four times with three does being on the off day games. And believe it or not, if you want to pick up a Jet defender for that sweet, sweet schedule, Tucker Pullman is the best you're going to get. Pionk and Morrissey are surely already owned in your league the next best jet defender is you guessed it mr average himself tucker pullman i bet pullman started doing his taxes already and goes to bed at the same exact time every night but i digress what the hey at least he has a high due since december 19th was his last point which was a goal and it was probably an empty netter i bet tucker pullman is owned in zero percent of leagues which sounds about right i would not believe in a million years that anyone has tucker pullman on his roster but what the hey let's see if we can give him the old stream scheme bump to get that up to one percent let's do it my last defensive streamer pick is going to be ben Sherratt of the montreal canadiens and yeah ben Sherratt's ownership is a little bit on the higher side 27 percent but i just streamed freaking sean walker and and Tucker Pullman, okay? Get off my back. Now, I was talking before about how Sean Walker is a wannabe Perifs guy. Well, Sherratt is a no-doubter Perifs guy. He's 162 in uh, a couple points, which is pretty freaking good for a guy who's doing it pretty much solely on the strength of his Perifs. 87 shots, 79 blocks, and 106 hits. I'm getting a little hot and bothered just reading those Perifs. Over the last week, though, those Perifs were down a little bit, so his Perifs DUE rating is pretty high going into this week 78.2 not half bad the canadians play four times this week but with only one off day game so if you can fit him in on those busy days ben Sherratt is about as good as you can get for a defensive streamer so if he's available in your league i would definitely pick up ben Sherratt this week we're gonna actually stick around in montreal for our shallow league streamer of the week oh you don't know who it is well, you better call somebody. It's Philip Deneau. Deneau was actually one of our best streamer picks of the year earlier this year, but he went on to being someone that you would just roster the whole time. He's got 30 points in 42 games, but he has been scoreless in his last four. But hey, do I even need to say it? You already know how I feel about that. And you never know, Kovalchuk could be put on that top line with Deneau and Tatar. Anything could happen. This could be a two-for-one deal. Or hey, pick up Schrott as well to, and hope for those goals where you have all three players who got a point. Those are the best. There should be an expression for that. I'll try to think of one. Let me know if you have any ideas on what to call it. That'll be the test to see who's still listening to this at this point and not just skipping to the end for the recap of the picks. Let me know your best idea for what we should call it when a goal is scored and you have all of the guys who scored. The, the goal, the primary assist, and the secondary assist. But anyway... 
Getting back to Dano, yeah, he's only 30% owned, so it's high, hence the shallow league streamer designation, but not too high where he's probably available in like 10-team leagues and 12-team leagues and stuff. Montreal plays four times this week, so if you can fit him in, pick up Philip Deneau. And lastly, my ludicrous streamer of the week is... Uh, uh, I don't want to pick this guy. I'm picking him against my best judgment, but I have to. I can't not pick this guy, you know? I'll tell you what, though. He does not get serenaded with a song this time. He lost that privilege. Can you guess who it is? Yeah, it's freaking Alex Iafalo, unfortunately. Listen, my relationship with Alex Iafalo is well documented, and I get it. I really need to stop picking guys like him and Jordan Stahl and Marco Scandello and all of the like. But, I mean, L.A. has one of the best schedules this week. They play four times with two off-day games and end their week on Saturday. That's an incredible schedule for this week. And he's getting Primo Deploymento being on their top line and top power play. I get it. Not all Primo Deploymentos are created equal, though, as evidenced by Alex Iafalo's 2% ownership, which is actually, actually up 1% from yesterday. So even though he qualifies as a ludicrous streamer, even though he burned us in the past and will probably burn us again this week he really should be more owned he's got seven points in his last six games and has points in each one of those last six games so yeah his DUE is very low but hey we can't ignore those stats we can't ignore that deployment and we can't ignore that schedule I know trust me it hurts me more than it hurts you but we absolutely have to do it and pick up Alex Iafalo this week unfortunately so there we have it. To recap, our streamers for the week starting on Monday, January 6, 2020 are the following. Forward streamers, Christian Dvorak, Alexander Kerfoot, JT Comfort, Jack Roslevic, and frickin' Ilya Kovalchuk. Our defensive streamers are Sean Walker, Tucker Pullman, and Ben Sherratt. Our Shallow League streamer of the week is Philip Deneau, while our ludicrous streamer of the week is that snake Alex Iafalo, who will surely do nothing for us once again this week, but hey, trust the process. Good luck to everyone this week. Feel free to hit me up on the Keeping Carlson Facebook patron page or on Twitter at DavyBets. Thank you once again, everyone, for tuning in, and don't forget what the great Cameron Diaz once said, the future belongs to those who believe in their streams. See ya!